Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we look back at 2019 with the A to Y, excluding Q, of our favourite guests. Dave Long has recovered from the Sports Awards just in time to launch Red January. We find out what that is. And Dave Farger gives his first not-fast report of the new year. I'm Mick Bradley. He's actually bothered to turn up at the studio tonight. And live on FM, DAB and around the world online, this is the renowned Radio Newark. And we start as ever with the names making the news. And for the first time ever, we think... Both Newark Flowserve and Newark Town sit top of their respective tables. The works had to come from behind to beat Coventry Sphinx by the odd goal in five. They're getting used to doing that. In what at times I'm told was a boisterous encounter. That's being polite, by the way. Ben Hutchinson, Carl Dixon and Matt Cotton all finding the net with Cotton's winner coming in injury time. That's how you reel them in. Boom, boom! Come on, you're supposed to laugh. I love Good lad. A good night, too, for Collingham with a 3-2 victory at Dromfield to progress into the next round of the Central Midlands Floodlit Cup. But that is the good news ends when it comes to football because Southall City bowed out of the Not Senior Cup 3-1 at Arnold in what I'm told was a very poor performance. The Grove Squash Club's First team enter the new year sitting at the top of Division 2 of the Notts League after consecutive victories over Clifton Park and the Whitaker Nomads. New York Tennis Ladies were another team in good form pre-Christmas with victory over Farnsfield. Jane Hendley and Sue Bilton leading from the front with 21 points. But it wasn't such a good start to the new year. Me thinks too much pudding. With defeat to Burton Joyce. Better news for the mixed twos though. They beat Attenborough. Ed Howard's been to Italy in the 12-strong GB squad for the Under-20 World Cup. This is the fourth time he's appeared in that. And he finished 43rd out of 180 and the top UK fencer. Not fast still attached, Lee. Was long-distance walking over Christmas, completing the Stansted Stagger. 25.4 miles in 7.4 hours. And young speed skater Freddie Polak won his fourth consecutive British Junior Short Track Championships at Sheffield over the weekend. There you go. How good is that? Young and old, all starring for Newark. The show only lasts an hour, Mr Smith, so I'm I'm taking a risk here. Um, Gareth Bagley and and I, you're you're number two for Tuesday nights. I can't be here longer than an hour, Um, because we've agreed on my Chinese table. You have, this is true. Um, Your understudy for Tuesday nights, who who probably knows more about football than both of us put together, we both put our heads together last night, and neither of us could remember both Town and Flowserve sitting on top of a table, not even in the first week of the season, never mind about January. Well, I go back to 1986 in this town, and I can't ever remember it being the case. 
So, um, if anybody uh, knows anything before that, that I'm sure they'll let know, us know. Please phone in unless you support Boston United. I'm, I'm sure. That, yeah, Dave, we're not talking about Boston. We're talking about Newark. <laughs> <and> Newark. Um, <laughs> We really are. Well, if we get time, we'll get back to last night's slow save match, but I've a feeling we're going to run out of time here tonight. So, we laughed and cried a lot last year with our wonderful guest, Tony. Um, they told us their stories, their tales, some amusing, some sad, but it's about the life of normal people, isn't it? And they told us about the clubs and themselves. Um, so, I've decided to put an A to Y together of um some of the guests that came in what but with no queue no no they're into queuing the because she turned us down didn't she the only Her majesty she did this is true the only queue <laughs> i know works works for james bond so um so no queue either um last if you remember this time last year our, our, our prestigious guest of the year award for 2018 went to megan williams yeah it did so at the end of tonight's show we have got to choose who the 2019 radio newark sport guest of the year was because all these people i'm going to mention have been into the studio during the last year i've got my my winner obviously i can't name it now right well let's but, just but I've, I've, I've got the winner who, who, who is head i mean shoulders we could we could a announce your winner now no and go home and let everybody have an enjoyable <laughs> evening, or B, go through this list I've made out. Well, <coughs> as ever, I have no preparation for the show whatsoever. Uh, it is completely off the cuff. So I, don't know, I was just going by what you were saying and, and uh, sort of thinking off the top of my head, but it is, you, you, you will agree with it as well. well. Tony's New Year philosophy, by the way, is to think off the top of his head instead of talk out of the back <laughs> of it. <laughs> right, um, right at the beginning of last year, a young lady came into the studio. So A is for Amy, A is for Amy Hunt. And I don't even think Amy knew or even realised what was going to happen in 2019 when she spoke to us. I don't think Amy knew how good <coughs> she was. Uh, I don't think I don't think even her coach or her wonderful parents knew how good she was. But uh, she became. It's a, it's a, you, you use the phrase a heck of a lot superstar, but with Amy Hunt, we're talking about a world superstar. And uh, while everybody else from A to Z who comes into this studio is royalty amongst their own amy hunt i mean she is the real deal wow gareth bagley said last night that um she will be end up being a 200 meters runner a specialist at 200 and that gb should take her to the olympics just so she can get the feel of it because she will be the star of the next olympics and that's coming from gareth bagley yeah, I mean, um, we had the wonderful performance by Dinah Asher-Smith. Um, nearly said this year, last year, late last year. Um, but, I mean, you you wouldn't get very good odds at the bookies on Amy Hunt being an Olympic gold medalist. You would be wasting your money, really, because you'd only be getting back half of what you invested. She must be odds on. Absolutely incredible. Um, so we we will again in 2020 be keeping in very. I, I much think it's very important to realise that we're not on sports night here. We're not on the BBC. We are talking about a Newark girl, Olympic med gold medalist. 
it is just it takes the breath away gold post box time oh too right exactly <laughs> b is for james brincat smith remarkable bloke I always like having people in the studio who are bigger than me. <laughs> he fills the place, doesn't he? He's just <laughs> unbelievable bloke. Not only with um, size of body, which you've got to have as a powerlifter, but in terms of personality. I mean, what a remarkable person. I mean, the things he came out with in terms of mental health and his struggles and everything. And to turn his life around through sport into uh, being himself... A world contender. Another guy who's shone at world championships. I, I, I worry sometimes when I have a guest who I've never even met. It's not simple. You know, you've never met them in your life before and you're going to talk to them for an hour. Um, and I worried when James came in for the first time. And me and yourself sat there completely mesmerised yeah. as he opened up. Yeah. about the trials and tribulations that he had since he's left the army and our sport has put it out. And at the end of the day he's the, he is now the community award sports person of the year he's now the uh, Newark and Sherwood sports person and, and, great, and that's absolutely fantastic because I couldn't think of a more deserving person for that and the way he come on here and spoke I, it just blew me away but when he, when he came in I thought oh I hope this goes well <laughs> 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 but then he turned out to be a lovable bear you yes. know, and he was just an incredible person you know absolutely dynamite and um you know one of the easily one of the highlights of the year so james um is in there b for brincat smith um and he's now become a firm friend of this show c is i've cheated a little bit on c c is for claire and mark dobb claire actually couldn't make it um, on the night and, and, and Mark came but I wanted them both in there because they've stepped back a little bit now Claire stepped back completely Mark is, is still doing his coaching but these are two people that, that started a a team from nothing they went on to win national title they had a you're going to say it in a minute about a film um they lived a dream and in the five years that we've been doing this show they've completely it's five years i'm afraid it is yes it is soon yeah they've resorted Correct. us to tears on more than one occasion well that 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 that, that team how disney have not got hold of that story is, is just unbelievable um it's it, it's just you know the whole the whole story is just incredible but when they came in initially and they were just they just had four players to make up a, a rugby a rugby union team and then it blossomed into becoming um the most remarkable story that we've ever had on here um you know and uh, for them to become the national champions it is just pure disney isn't it it's just unbelievable and the whole Victoria angle as well. I mean, it just lends itself to the big screen. It is just an incredible, incredible story. And again, let's just remind you, we're talking about Newark here. Incredibly Newark. D is for Dean Sugden. <laughs> <laughs> 
if Newark had a New Year's honours list, apart from Sir Tony Smith and Dame Mick Bradley, Dean Sugden would be knighted in this town. Because it's not just what he's done for his chosen sport. It's not just what he's done for his family. You know, he's, he's bred superstars. But it's, it's what he's done for the people, the kids on, who otherwise would be on the streets in this town, causing whatever sort of mayhem. And, and that's it. And, and I'm not being disrespectful to anybody anyway, but it is the kids that have been walking the streets. Yeah. That have now got a focus that have, in, that... in life. And one of them's coming in next week. Sam Hardy's coming to see us next week. Megan is an absolute superstar. Chloe Davis is, is, is one that you think has got a hell of a career to come in. Yeah. And it, 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 that list goes on and on and on. And that's without even him mentioning his own family. Well, I mean, if... No, no disrespect <laughs> to um, the kids he's got at Suggy's gym. Uh, whether they be boxers or kickboxers or what have you. But, you know, they if it wasn't for Suggy's gym, those kids would be on street corners. And now they've got a focus and a discipline in life that's down to one man. And, and what and the dynasty that is created within those walls. Sometimes... I put that up, it's better. So, well, many people <laughs> think it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should put that to a vote. No. Um, <laughs> again, sometimes we, we, we've, we've known somebody and thought, oh, OK, I'm, they're connected with that sport. And then we've got to know them when they come talking on here. And this is particularly one to you because you and my E <laughs> never hit it off at the beginning. At the end of the cricket season, you're firm friends. So, E is for Gary Edgington. Oh, yeah. Um, well, basically, um, it's back to the old uh, Facebook stuff, isn't it? Don't drink and text, kids. Can, can I just interrupt? <coughs> yeah. Because as soon as I said E is for Gary Edgington, I got a message come through from Gary Edgington. 13th of June at Collingham and 18th of August at Boulderton. These have not been released yet. So don't mention them until 8 o'clock. I've just read that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, he, he basically uh, reprimanded me for uh, something that I'd put on Facebook. That's not the first time somebody's done that. No, no. No, it's, it, was, it was the first one that weekend. And um, so, um, basically, and then he started coming on here regularly uh, and uh, came across as a great lover of sport both uh, football and cricket and um, he, um, he, he I just warmed to the guy you know and uh, as you say you know we, we, we ended up being uh, good mates and uh, you know how, how again how lovely for, for sport to make that happen yeah and he's, uh, he's become part of the part of the team hasn't he part of the fixtures and fins yeah that's really yes F is, is for Andrew Fern. Now, Andrew Fern is the chairman at Newark Rugby Club, and we really put him to the sword a little bit with a, the fantastic facilities you've got at Kellam Road, but the team isn't exactly doing wonderful. When are you going to start paying players and moving up? And the defence he put on about being yeah. a community club and playing for the badge, ah, 10 out of 10, young man. Yeah, I mean, I've known Andrew for many, many years, both through the 
again uh, rugby club and indeed Newark Cricket Club at um, both Callum Roads and um, he's always had very strong opinions um, but they've always been very uh, opinions on behalf of as you say on behalf of the badge you know we play for the badge we play for the pride in playing cricket for Newark in playing you know rugby and, and representing Newark Rugby Club as he has done at so many levels a player uh, a referee and obviously um, you know a long standing committee man and um, for him to come out and in this world where I would imagine is it 80-95% of people are actually paid for playing sport he comes out and says no we want to remain an amateur club and it's, it's a great you know it, it again in terms of his defence of amateur sport another knighthood yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more <laughs> um, <clears throat> G is for a young lady that became a mum for the first time in in 2019 <laughs> she, she 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 took 10 minutes off running to give birth um and in all seriousness she gave birth to joss to, to, to joss on i think friday and the previous saturday she'd run a park run yeah um but that is the one and only becky gallup yeah remarkable lady um as i say uh, I, I think you accused me of stalking her once on beacon hill but um it's just as somebody who many many years you was driving up the hill tony and she passed you running yeah it was, it was a rubbish van that was but basically it was the way she was running up beacon hill because in, in, in my running days many 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 years ago obviously um <clears throat> i tackled beacon hill on several occasions and tried to sprint up it she was she, she was she was flying up beacon hill. It, it, was, it was almost as though her feet weren't touching the ground it was, it was an incredible sight. It was it was, it was the, an, an athlete in, in terms of poetry in motion. It was unbelievable. She came to see us last night before she went off off training, and um, many of you saw the story that we did just before Christmas when she was down to an up to a neck really going through a river in in some cross country race that, that she was doing. Um, I saw her out, or Sharon and I saw her out running on Christmas Day night, believe it or not, and then the flu arrived. And she told us last night that she got no sympathy whatsoever, and Grandma told her that she was old enough now to know better. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're up to your neck <laughs> in a river... Flu yeah, but as she says herself, everybody else is up to the knees. <laughs> flu does tend to follow. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> Unbelievable. But that is that is the wonderful <laughs> Rebecca Louise Gallup. Um, she's doing the Frankfurt Marathon this year, and she's back to the London Marathon in 2021. Right, we're going to take a break from that and have our first Not Fast report of the year. And for the first time in 2020, let's go and catch up with Not Fast Dave so he can tell us all what the Yellow Army's been up to over Christmas and the New Year and now Cross Country's well, well running, up and running. Um, he's going to have a lot to tell us about. Dave, it's all yours. Good evening, Mick. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, had a, a good start to the year, actually. Quite a few good, decent runs. Uh, we had 31 club members over three different park runs this week. A couple of personal bests for David Baker and Jill Good. Annette Taylor, 
was first in her age category at, uh, I think it was Belton Parkland. Uh, had a few members of the Sherwood Pines New Year's races. A couple of options, 5K and 10K. So in the 5K, we had Leanne Lawson, uh, 39.03, and Mark Hawkins in 40.05. And doing the 10 kilometer, we had Anne Manley, 56.58, and Diane Kennett, who was second in her age category at 1 hour 7. Uh, Janet Davis, she was at the cross-country county champs at Shipley Park. Now, that was separate than the normal cross-country. She did approximately 7.5 kilometres, 41 minutes, 41. In long-distance walking, Stuart Ashley took part in the Stansted Stagger. That's 25.4-ish miles in 7 hours 40. Now, like you mentioned, we're into the full swing of cross-country season. Uh, we had the first race at Bramcote Park on Sunday. Uh, a good, decent amount of people ran. I won't go through all the uh, results because we'll be here a while. But all the Not Fast results will be found on the Not Fast website for Newark Radio Sport. Uh, and that's pretty much it for this week. Nick? You've got to, it, it is going to get really busy, isn't it? Because it's a championship season and you, you, you're all going to be out pretty much every weekend. Yep, we are. So, uh, coming up this weekend is the second cross-country, home clear point. Um, got Colic and West Park towards the, end of this, uh, towards the end of this month. And in between then, there's quite a few just uh, races here and there. I'm off to Marrakesh in a couple of weeks to do the Marrakesh Marathon. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I know it is. First time running in the year, so hopefully I'll... Sure, it's not Mansfield, spelt wrong. <laughs> it could be. We'll, we'll find out. Mansfield, Manchester, Marrakesh. It's one of the F. <laughs> This is a good time to give a plug, actually, because next Tuesday night, I think, um, somebody's our special guest on the show that you may may well know. Really? Breeze Rollins is coming in to tell us about uh, her life in running, or more to the point, her life watching running at the moment. But uh, yeah. she's got one heck of a story to tell, and she's going to tell us that story next week. So you can you can all look forward to an evening with Breeze. We will do. Good stuff. Dave, uh, we'll catch you before you go um, swanning around the world. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, let's hope we'll catch you when you come back as well. Okay, um, next week before you go to Marrakesh. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Bye. Okay, we got to... to I what? I once watched a film about a knots lad who went to Marrakesh, but we better not go into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Where's Marrakesh? Uh, I think it's somewhere like Turkey or something like that. Is it? No, 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 Morocco, somewhere like that. Foreign? Yeah, foreign. Yeah, I don't do foreign. No. Right, we got to um, G. So we better get the skates on a little bit. Okay. Because (coughs) H. H is for Paul (laughs) Halfpenny. Monday nights is when he comes into his uh, glory, isn't it? And um, I used to... um, Hockey wasn't amongst my favourite sports, uh, and possibly still isn't, because if you're standing there, touchline, pitch side, you can't actually see the puck going around. I mean, it's a very, very difficult game to follow, because it's so fast that the human eye sometimes, fa- you know, even on television, you know, it's, it's very, very tricky game to watch. But when you hear Paul on a, a Monday night 
when we do the roundup, and he talks about hockey and he talks about it with such passion that he actually brings it home to the armchair fan, if you like. And um, all my love of hockey these days has been nurtured by one man, and that's Paul Harpenny. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is where you come into your own, you see, on, on shows like <laughs> like this, because, uh, you know, you, you, you these people that say you never talk sense, you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. Not often. No, but uh, they're not all wrong. <laughs> I is mine. Okay. Because I is for Instagram, not a guest. Something oh, that, we are, that, <laughs> that we are finally, finally up and running on these devices that we all carry around all day. So Radio Newark Sport, for all you people that understand this, is on Instagram and 107 of you since Christmas have already been daft enough to, to follow our photos and the antics of what we get up to and where we go at the weekends and all things like that. So thank you so much for that. Radio Newark Sport is now on Instagram and that is where we're going to be announcing first who wins our 2019 okay. Guest of the Year Award. Can I do R? Because I quite fancy ribs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a menu, he's got to feed himself tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare yeah. it's a nightmare right serious head on okay Jay mm. he's only 15 he's unbelievable <laughs> Josh Burkett mm. never heard of him <laughs> just uh, a remarkable human being not, not a remarkable young man I mean he was a 15 year old um, there's a fantastic podcast if anybody wants to watch it of Josh actually sitting in this chair in his school blazer and school tie talking like a 70 year old with such wisdom and such intelligence for uh, a guy who's you know most kids of his age are still wet behind the ears and he's just a remarkable human being he's he's, he's, he's had it rough the family's had it, had it rough there's no doubt about it um He's captain of the Knots under 16s. Mm. He, 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 he referees when he's not playing. Everybody's got a dark side. He is, he's articulate. He's. I've never met a. His manners are perfection. He's just a great, great lad, isn't he? And I really, really do hope he makes it in football. Yeah, me and um, Josh have uh, had a few words on Facebook um, since what happened happened. And um, when he came in here and spoke so um, eloquently that night with us about mental health, I uh, sent another message and said, uh, please um, let your mum and uh, granddad see this because... You know, it's from the heart, mate. Uh, and then, and then, and the family loved it. Thank you. And I say we've laughed and we've cried, and, oh, we, yeah. did, and we did, did that, didn't we? We really did. Right. K. <laughs> I said we've laughed and we've cried. I think we laughed this one. K is for another double act. Kevin Smith and David <laughs> Hillier. They came in twice <laughs> in springtime because we couldn't fit it in in one night and uh. told us there story of their life in football. Well, they probably told us a couple of stories in two hours, to be honest. 
My favourite moment with um, those two was um, in the uh, FA Sunday Cup and we, uh, RHP had just been uh, battered 4-1 uh, by Blue Mug in the FA Sunday Cup at Kids Grove Athletics Ground and there um, this involves a swear word I do apologise um, but um, basically they had just um, been beaten by a team whose star man was on £400 a match for Sunday morning football their worst player, their left back, was on a hundred quid, and while everybody got showered and changed, Masgi was having a fag in the dugout, sat next to me and Dave Hillier, and their manager wandered over and said, "How much do your lads get paid?" And Masgi said, "Sod off, we pay three quid subs." <laughs> 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 and you know, I mean, I just love them. I love them to bits, and I always have done. And the greatest interview I've ever done was when they decided to retire as the joint management team of RHP. On one lovely summer's evening, we went down and sat at the bottom of my garden with a few beers and Mazgi chain-smoking, and we put an interview on tape, and it was the best interview ever. Because, you know, you can take your Brian Cloughs and your Don Revis and your Sir Alf Ramses. Those two are the best management team I've ever met in my life. And people say, why do you watch local football? Why don't you watch... Yeah, that's that certainly <laughs> was a reason for an awful long time why I went to local football <laughs> because the entertainment value of those two alone, yeah, was worth it. And if you got home before ten o'clock at night sober, you did really well. If you got home before ten o'clock at night sober, you were doing it wrong. I've seen so many parents coming looking for their youngsters who <laughs> just started playing football for floats it would never happen these days but in those days oh it was just i think these days they'd be called oh. child cruelty yeah. you used to almost <laughs> sit around them while yeah, they held yeah. court yeah. on yeah. on a saturday night by the way marrakesh apparently is in morocco morocco that was one of the ones i optioned for um, and, and i'm also told that the fa is considering sending you there if flowserve get promoted it's <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so well, as that, long as it's not coventry sphinx that was k and l is another double act lauren and tilly Owens. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> i still don't know which one's which Although they have you noticed as they've got they, older, they are now beginning. Yeah, they yeah, are, they yeah, are beginning to yeah. establish their own um, identities. Ad- now, identities. Yes, that, yes. That, that's the word I was looking for. But uh, when they when they initially came in, uh, and that, that was before you made them wear name tags, <laughs> and I'm sure they swap them for devilment. I'm sure they did. But I thought I'd done really, really well. And uh, then when we came to the end of it, and we go out to the orange room and say thank you very much for coming in. It's been great, lovely show. Cheers. Thank you. I, I, I decided to show off and I said, yeah, thanks a lot to the instrument. <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when they said, oh, when Amber went off yeah. to America, we'll do your phone calls for you. Yeah. Thought, mm, okay. But Amber was very much like Rob Wildman, very much like uh, Paul Halfpenny and all our other guys in the Monday night. Am- Amber was one of the highlights of my, my week here. And, and when we lost her to the States, for them to come in and, and not only replace her, but to just enhance the, as the situation even more, was, was a remarkable feat from, t- again, two young kids. M and N 
are serious. M and N. M and N. We'll do M first. M for you. Kick him, M. <laughs> is for Mike White, who came to see oh, us. Oh, yeah. Well, Sam was a great friend. I never met Mike before he came into the studio. Then there's uh, mm. Sam, uh, his son, was a great friend of mine. Um, because um, me, Mike and Sam used to play golf together up at the Orchards Golf Club. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it was just uh, one of those... It was, it was like meeting a saint on earth. You know, it was like sort of, wow, what, what a character. And we all knew he was dying, you know, from his sort of brain cancer. And it was, uh, you know, it was... But it wasn't a case of treading on eggshells around him because he faced it head on as well. You know, and it was absolutely spot on. Just a, just a great, great character. And um, if you've got the faith and you believe that people go to heaven, not a problem. And it, it, it was really one of those situations. It was just like meeting a saint. And his dad, unbelievable. I mean, Sam's, uh, Mike's wife has now died as well. And yet Mike comes in here and is just, and, and talks, not lacking in emotion, but you'd never see a tear. He is a solid, solid, tough man. Absolute respect to him, you know. Uh, incredible bloke. N, no, was for a young lady that I, I didn't think was going to come and see us. Nina. Because it didn't work for two. two. <laughs> and then on the third time, <laughs> she, she did come and see us. Uh, and how brave was that? Yeah, you're right. N is for Nina uh, Bradley. Again. Rough as they come. A real street fighter. Love it a bits, absolutely love it a bits. Not so much the boxing, you know. She's okay as a boxer, not going to be world champion. She's tough, but as a character, she could take on the world. Incredible. Another mental health situation, but what I mean, as a fighter, forget the boxing. As a fighter in life, wow, you don't get many better. You don't get many Nina Bradleys to the pound. You're enjoying this, aren't you? Mm. Oh, let's get back to having a laugh. Oh, it's for somebody who always makes me smile. Louise Orgin. <laughs> <laughs> Along with husband Rob. Um, uh, Louise is our open water swimmer. You've got to be mad to do that, haven't you? But she's lovely. Absolutely lovely. Well, you can tell she's mad because she married Rob. <laughs> yeah. You know when we were talking earlier about saints? All right, <laughs> 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 I mean, Rob Orgill is, is, the, is the only bloke I know who tells worse jokes than I do. His jokes are horrendous. <coughs> and, you know, I mean... But they're that bad, they're actually quite good. It's, it's a bit like when you watch a really rubbish film and it is so bad that it goes over the top and becomes entertaining. That, that, that sums up his jokes. But for Louise to put up with him, you know, I mean, it's, it must be hard enough. I mean, the highlight for me is, <coughs> is he has to go in his little canoe. Exactly, I was going to say. And he sunk the blinking thing, and she's had to stop a race to rescue the rescue <laughs> boat. <laughs> it Brilliant! Mu it must be hard enough swimming 500 miles in open water without Rob following you in. 
I've you heard this one, Louise? Let me tell you this one. All, all, all delivered from a partially collapsed canoe. Do you think that's why she's so good at open water? Because she's going that fast. <laughs> I think so. That's why she's certainly why she's so fast. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> P is for someone. This time last year, you didn't know. P is for someone that many times in the last few months you probably wish you hadn't known but p is for somebody who's holding something together p is for kevin presland i i, I did know him I've, I've known kevin many many years um my first real meeting with kevin was during a penalty shootout in the Willie hall cup final and I insisted on uh, standing next to the penalty takers. Well, not next to the penalty takers, but next to the group of players who were stepping forward to take the penalties. And Kevin was determined to get me off the pitch that I should be with the rest of the public behind. And um, knowing him as I do these days, I would have quickly walked off that pitch. But in those days, I didn't really know him. I didn't know that it was going to get, uh, you know... Uh, it, was, it was going to be... Uh, a an esteemed colleague in, in the floor serve ranks, but um, aside from his fearsome reputation, um, he is, um, he is uh, the best secretary that any football club could ever have. He's, he's, he's the best secretary at a football club in this country, and I've got his word for that. So <laughs> <laughs> and that's my one claim to fame in 2019. I'm taking all the credit in getting KP to flow serve. Yeah, I mean, um, basically, uh, he wandered along to uh, FlowServe um, and uh, was interviewed by the uh, chairman and by the management team and by members of the FlowServe committee. As I understood it, he interviewed them. And I, I said, I said, uh, did the interview go okay? And he, he said, I was interviewing them because I wasn't prepared uh, to uh, come <laughs> to this club, but uh, only, but. Oh, 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 Apart from on my terms, and uh, you know, and but honestly, um, I don't think it's you know telling stories behind anybody's back. But he's not in the best of health these days, and um, you know it's imperative for the future of New at Flosa Football Club as they progress up through the football pyramid that we do so with Kevin Pressland alongside us mm -hmm. because most certainly That's without him we would be. Uh, a f in a far more fragile position. Five to go. We're going to do one more, then we're going to go to a phone call. So, R... Ribs! <laughs> close. <laughs> R is for Rob... Ah, uh, Wildman. Rob Wildman uh, always had a rugby club mentality. And uh, the first time I ever met him, he was a junior reporter at the Newark Advertiser. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a great moment of hilarity when the news editor read out a uh, wedding report they'd written and in it he wrote that the couple honeymooned on the island of Gibraltar uh, which caused great merriment. Uh, the second time I met him was at a party uh, that uh, was held at the house that he shared with another couple of reporters from the advertiser and we found him in the kitchen putting uh, peanuts into his underpants for some reason which is a rugby club thing I don't understand the rugby club mentality but um, he's steeped in the ways of rugby and when he uh, talks on a Monday night uh, it's like having our own very own personal Bill McLaren and um, 
you probably don't realise it. I mean, I've, I've been a journalist for 40 years and it is an absolute godsend that we've got somebody of that vast knowledge and intelligence on a little radio show like we have. Unbelievable. He's, he's, he's rugby royalty. Four more to go, but first of all, Dave Long's going to tell us what Red January is. OK, back to the telephones, and it's time to find out what Red January is all about. And the man that we met at um, the Sports Awards, and uh, he had a very heavy week of hard work, so he's had about a month off to, re to recover from it, and he's all go again. Now, Dave Long's here from Active for Today to tell us all about Red January. Dave, it's all yours. Good evening, Nick. You know, I can assure you there's a lot more hard-working people than me out there as well. I can assure you that. But, uh, yeah, the um, Red January, so just to give you a little bit of uh, an understanding, it's an initiative um, between Red Together and Mind, the mental health charity, um, that is encouraging people um, to just become active every day throughout the month of, of January um, as a way to uh, combat the signs, symptoms um, and cause of depression. Okay, and it, it, it's active for today. Are really putting putting this on at, at all their centres? Just tell us some of the things that you're actually doing. Yeah, so what we've what we've done, Mick, is we've um, we've sort of part of the sports development team and sort of in cooperation with the leisure centres. Um, we've tried to show, highlight, and sort of showcase ways that people can become um, active or, or remain active. Um, so we've done things like we've done some of the spin sessions at, at Surrey, at Newark, Southall. Southall, so yeah, 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 sorry, mate, yeah, a non-local. Um, we've done the chair-based exercises at um, Newark, we've done the walking sports at Newark, so we've done walking football, netball, and I'll be doing walking cricket tomorrow. Um, but as well as the things that we're doing in our centres, sorry, we've also highlighted the um, showcase ad, ad um, fitness suites. But also, as well as that, what we want to do is also show um, things that people could do out there in the community that might be also little or no cost. Because um, being physically active, more physically active, doesn't just mean going to the gym or running a marathon or playing a team sport. It's just moving, uh, sorry, sitting down less. So we've also done things like we, we highlighted a, a walk we did around um, Blibworth. One of my colleagues did a, a bike ride at Sherwood Pines. Um, they've also done the park runs, both at Dukeley, uh, the junior, junior park run, and the Newark um, and Sherwood Pines park runs as well, which are also free of charge. Um, and also looks at things like workouts that you can do from the comfort of your own home as well so a lot of people do um exercising within their own home um as well so they, we really want to show that that you know regardless of uh, the budget of um your mobility um age ability disability whatever um there are ways for you to become more physically active um and also we're looking at the links that there is between being more physically active and a, a reduction in uh, sorry an increase an improvement in mental health as well Right, what we want to do, Dave, for the rest of this month, while Active for Today are promoting this, I want you to join us every Wednesday night around about this time to tell yeah. us, just pick a story. Mm, and okay, next cool. next week, what I want you to do is, is you mentioned the park runs, you mentioned the cycle rides. Just go away for the week and put on paper some of the simple things that people in Newark and Sherwood can do to improve their physical ability, the, the, the easy things, you know, like a park run, like a cycle ride, and come back next week, Dave, if you would, and give us a bit of a list of where you can go and what you can do that's not going to cost an absolute fortune for people, that's going to make them a little bit, fit, make them feel a little bit better. 
than that. You do that for me? Yeah, of course. And we'll then, then the following week, I want to just go on to the mental health side of it a little bit and get a little bit serious on that one. But for next week, Absolutely. we need to know where you can go, what you can do, and what Active for Today are recommending. And, and the great things for people out there, Nick, is there are just endless things that people do on low or, or no budget as well to, to stay active. I'm assuming this is all on, on, on your web pages? It's, uh, we've got it on our Facebook page and uh, Instagram. I'm not an Instagram user myself, nor Facebook user, but I'm, I'm uh, assured by everybody that we're, we're basically, every single day we are doing a little report on what we've done that day um, and then linking it in, as I say, to also... Um, the ways that that will uh, help support or improve mental health. Lovely, mate. Okay, well, we'll catch you again round about this time next Wednesday night with Dave's list of where to go and what to do. Excellent. Thanks Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye bye. Four to go, Mr. Smith, and seven minutes to do it. S is for Sarah Robinson, Mrs. Newtown. She's lovely. Absolutely lovely. She lights up the place when she comes in, doesn't she? And I think, uh, again, um, sporting organisations need people like... Every sporting organisation... Don't say she's a Kevin Preston of New York. No, 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 but every sporting organisation needs a Sarah Robinson along the way. Uh, And she's also uh, great company. When, 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 the, the the enthusiasm that, yeah. that she gives out for for Newark Town yeah. makes you want to be part of that setup. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll never for, I'll never forget the first time we met uh, when she came in with the two other ladies, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, it was um, I, I, I asked if if uh, they knew Lucy Millard, and I said, well, well, she's my wife, and and, and uh, her. her her facial reaction, as if to say, how the hell did you pull a woman like that? <laughs> Lucy says. Um, but that first time that, that we invited the, the charities for the um, half marathon, didn't we? Yeah. Mind, Children, Belief, right, yeah, Movement yeah. and, and Bowman Towson. We were thinking right up to the start of that show. This could be hard work. Yeah. It was hard work to get through it without laughing. No, we, well, we, no, we didn't. We, we laughed from the... We, 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 we addressed some very, very serious issues and um, did it with great, <coughs> great laughter. And I, I think that was probably one of the finest shows that we ever did in five years, which I still can't believe. Um, it's uh, another lady, and, and this is he's an absolute personal favourite of my well, next two are to be quite honest T is for Eden Tranter <laughs> <laughs> well I mean as recently as Monday <laughs> well the referee just had to be told <laughs> I mean I, I've been uh, uh, very blessed to uh, consider the Tranter family uh, close friends of mine for well ever since I've been in Newark um, 30, 30 odd years and uh, and and to, to to know the Tranter family is like having the you know one foot in inside the door of, of uh, the uh, <laughs> the New York Mafia, <laughs> and, and Eden is a real chip off the old block. <laughs> uh, she's just absolutely uh, an, an, an incredible person, and uh, you know uh, to say that uh, to say that she's a, a lady 
She is an, a fearsome cricketer, and also you wouldn't want to go into a 50-50 tackle with a rep for the football, <laughs> would you? Honestly, I mean, no, I'm, not, I'm not decrying women's sport in any way, but she is a fearsome competitor that, that you would want to, you know, be, be behind in a fight. <laughs> when we first started this show, you basically said, don't work with kids. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Kids are animals. And I basically completely ignored you. Yeah. Um, and the first kid that we had on this show was a young farmer's daughter who decided <laughs> that she wanted to follow dad and uncle and, and play oh, rugby. And we sort of fell in love with her because she was our first and most special junior guest. And we followed her through the Disney story that was oh. New York Rugby Club Girls. And she's now playing rugby for Loughborough Lightnings in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and her name, of course, is W. Jess Weaver. Astonishing. You know, again, um, I've absolutely loved this show because um, it's it's highlighted what talent, you know, that there is in this little delightful market town of ours. And, and you know, Jess Weaver came in here as a aspiring young girl and uh you know now is an england international and uh, uh, a hell of a rounded character and uh, my favorite farmer in the world <laughs> <laughs> um why was a a, a man who had seen the athletics and I, I didn't really know him so it was another man that the same as james <laughs> that was going to come in and and tell us a story. And when, when you sit at Christmas and you look back at the year, when I was putting this lot uh, together uh. and I was looking back at the year, I thought, this is a sports show. But I sat there mesmerised by somebody telling me of sitting on top of a hill in North Wales watching Liverpool get bombed in no, World it, War II. He was looking out of his bedroom window. Yeah, bedroom window. Yeah, well, yeah. Watching Liverpool get bombed. And this is Owen Yeomans, and he was a lovely, lovely man to come and see us. Owen Yeomans was probably the first uh, friend I had at the Advertiser. Uh, I joined the Advertiser in 1986, and uh, this guy from the Athletic Club was just so warm and welcoming uh, to this stranger to the town. And, um, you know, it's, he... he when he came into the studio, the thing that struck me first of all was that he hasn't changed. One in 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 his appearance in you know the thirty five years that I've known him, just an incredible guy. Uh, but just also his personality hasn't changed. He's just such a lovely, lovely, warm man. And that story that he told about watching Liverpool being bombed from across the river in his um, you know sort of through his bedroom window what an incredible experience that must have been and and, and the way he told it was an incredible experience for, for us here and for anybody listening incredible block it was an amazing year and we, we mm. this show is <clears throat> I've told everybody before, it's not about me and it's not about him <clears throat> we're just the two people who come and talk mm. it's about the people that come into the studio and we talk to them on, on the telephone put their time out to tell you their stories whether it's been what's happened at Kellam Road at the weekend or <laughs> how I suffered a mental breakdown when I come out of the army. They come in this studio and they tell us mm. their story. Um, 
Dave Pickerell, who joins us every Thursday night, has messaged me. Um, Nina Bradley was his top visitor. Um, it's not down to me, and it's not down to Tony, because um, we've got two independent adjudicators who have to listen to all the podcasts. One's the man that puts them on, and, and the other is the boss man. Um, so they, they know... I, I do know um, who it is, and I will announce it later on. But, Tony, we've got three minutes. Who are you? Who is your... Your Tony Smith's guest of the year. Josh Burkett, without a doubt. Um, <clears throat> for so many, many reasons, but obviously um, one main reason that, um, you know, a couple of years ago, very suddenly, he had to become the man of the family. And uh, he has grown up such in such a rapid space of time. And he, he could have gone to one of two ways. Uh, in very, very horrific circumstances. Fortunately, he's come out of it as a... An, an, as I, as I said, I, 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 I know only one, one description, an incredible young man. I know I've said an incredible a lot tonight, but we've had a lot. We've had an incredible evening talking about incredible people. Well, on the what you've just said and the fact that I do know what the other two have said... And I know Matt has completely gone with him the way he did that podcast. Radio Newark Sports guest of the year for 2019 is Josh Burkett. Josh Burkett. Yes, and we'll we'll put that all over social media a little bit later mm. on. Uh, thanks for that, Tony. Tonight, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed I that. Did, I, I really enjoyed that. Reminiscing about. I, I love the memories. Last year, um, we've got another bit of a special tomorrow night. We've got an FA Vars special. Whoever thought a Newark team would be in the last 32 of the FA Vars? But for those who are, on Saturday, somewhere north of Preston, um, and tomorrow night... Eight miles northwest. Lee Ashcroft, whose claim to fame is he played for Blackpool and probably Preston and West Brom and lots of league teams, he is now the manager of Longridge Town. Lee Ashcroft is joining us just after ten past seven. We have got an FA Vars specialist joining us, I think from Kent of all places as well, to talk us through the other games in the competition and what he thinks Longridge Town and Newark Flow Serve, how that's going to go, because we haven't got a clue. And we've got Craig Roach joining us to get a Flow Serve perspective of what even I have to say is the biggest match that the works have ever, ever played <laughs> since they <laughs> was formed in 1935. It's that big. Radio Note Sport, of course, are going in tandem to Longridge Town. We are both going to be there. It goes without saying. As a major sporting event, we don't just report about it. We go to it as well. We'll be there tomorrow night, a full hour. FA Vars special with me, with him, and with Pitchside Dave. Thanks, Tony, for tonight. Absolutely really enjoyed it. Coming up now, the wonderful Mr Doug. Radio Horse. News.